Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. One of the key fundamental components of a powerful offer is a deadline. Because if you have an offer without a deadline, I really believe that you don't have a special offer. If someone can get it all the time, then there's nothing special about it. So I am a big believer in having a special offer of some kind that could be extra bonuses, that could be a discount, it could be a combo. There's all sorts of different ways that you can tweak and change an offer, put a deadline on it, and make it authentic. The difference between try and triumph is just a little oomph. Marvin Phillips. Of course, you know, my people formers, I've been excitingly sharing with you about this new tool. Well, it's not new to me because I've been using it a while, but it's a tool that I really love and it's called eClencher, right? And it makes for you to engage on social media and post and schedule and all these things with way less time than in anything else that you'd ever use. And the features are just off the chain, right? So you're able to improve your team and your clients' collaboration and productivity and win back some time on your hands so that perhaps you can take on a project that you've always wanted to do. So if you visit the show notes page of this episode, then you will find the link to eClincher and get your 14-day free trial, your free 14-day trial um, when you sign up. So whether you're an SME, an agency or an enterprise, eClincher is for you. And I would suggest that you sign up today so that you can benefit. I mean, if you don't like it, then you can always discontinue. But I guarantee you that you're going to like it. All right. With that out of the way, let me excitingly welcome my guest for today, which is Jack Bourne. And he's going to be talking about the psychology behind creating urgency to convert customers authentically. So welcome to episode 234 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. Now, Jack is a marketing expert and founder of Deadline Funnel, a tool that helps generate more sales with authentic evergreen marketing. Numbers-wise, Deadline Funnel has over 3,000 paying users, and they are doing over seven figures in revenue. Jack's work has also been is, has been included in a lot of sales and marketing books, including Storytelling Made Easy and 8020 Sales and Marketing. Founder of several successful marketing companies, Jack lives and breathes marketing and sales psychology. He loves sharing what he knows with entrepreneurs and enjoys helping them market their products more successfully through marketing automation. So again, we're going to be talking about the psychology behind creating urgency to convert customers authentically. Welcome, Jack. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. So before we dive into all of that business stuff and the things that entrepreneurs are excited to hear and learn about, I want to ask you, have you ever been to Jamaica? No, I haven't. I don't. I, I, no, I, I haven't. But I love I absolutely love your accent. I could listen to you for hours. OK, because I was going to ask you something <laughs> about Jamaica and what you love. So I will take the answer about the accent. Yeah, that works. 
<laughs> yes, it's, it's beautiful to listen to. Okay, so you live and you breathe marketing and sales psychology. And isn't it the truth that marketing and, and sales are all about psychology? Yes, I would say the marketing. Is, so business, I would say, is a mix of psychology and math. I think that that's, those, are, those are two fundamental skill sets that you, you need to have. But on the, on the marketing and sales side, it's about psychology. It's about communication. I mean, you know, when we're communicating our, our message and our value proposition to a potential client or if we're on a webinar or if we're communicating through email, whatever the channel of communication you know, a thorough understanding of psychology and, and how to reach our clients and put our message in front of them in a way that really resonates, I think, is absolutely fundamental. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your journey to discovering that, because I'm sure you didn't just wake up one day or, you know, you just automatically came to you. But you have been over time pursuing and, and deeply involved and in, in, engrossed into the whole sales and marketing aspect. So how did it start for you? And, and you know, when did you discover all this love for it? So my my start with it, I would trace back to a textbook that I had when I was a junior at the University of Virginia. So I was I was going to school, and this is I'm going to date myself here, but this was probably about 1993. And I w- I was looking for I was I was pre med at the time. I didn't follow all the way through and become a doctor, but at the time I was pre med, and so I had a heavy course load, and I was looking for something that would be somewhat entertaining, but really an easy A. I was looking to kind of pad my grades. And so the my friends that I were, what my roommates said, oh, you should sign up for this social psychology course. I had never heard of social psychology. I just, you know, my, my you say the word psychology, I envisioned someone lying on the couch. It was a very rudimentary understanding of what, you know, psychology was. And so I showed up at this class with no preconceived notions about what it was. But a few days or weeks before showing up to class, we had to go to the bookstore and buy all of our books. And I remember this kind of strange looking uh, book that was thinner than the other textbooks. It was a paperback, which was kind of weird. Most of my textbooks were hardcover and it had a blue color to it. And the title of the textbook was Influenced by this guy, Robert Cialdini. And I started, you know, thumb through a few of the pages. And I'm like, oh, okay, this this is kind of interesting. So I show up at class, and the very first day, the teacher hands out basically a two-page multiple choice thing, and he said, "This is not a grade. This is just to open you up to what you're going to be learning today. There's no right or wrong answers, but we're going to review them after you after you answer them." And so I go through, and the questions I don't remember all of them, but it, but like one of them was something along the lines of. If you want someone to really receive your compliment, you know, if you want to compliment them on an article of clothing that they're wearing, are they, is it going to have a bigger impact if you say something, you know, that detracts, you know, something a little bit negative first and then, you know, supply the compliment? So it was like weird questions like that. And so it was, it was like 25 questions that were just really kind of odd questions that really got me thinking okay, I, I get a sense of like, I, sh- I should probably choose the one that seems least obvious and that's probably the right answer. But even though I got most of those quote right, it, it really opened my mind to, okay, what's going on? Because if these are the right answers, then what that means is that the human brain doesn't really work the way that I thought that it did. And so that really opened me up to th- this idea of social psychology and how 
our brains take these shortcuts to make decisions because even before social media was around, there's just too much information that we're taking in for us to analyze every single situation like a computer. We're not, you know, logical creatures that are doing these, you know, complex computations. Our brains are constantly looking for shortcuts and then we're justifying it with logic later. And this was completely fascinating to me. I was really bored by uh, there was another psychology class I had taken the semester before called child child psychology, and it was about the development of you know children and how they learn. And to me, that was just not interesting at all. Um, but the social psychology was just absolutely it just was fascinating to me. Now, after that experience, it's, I, I would love to say that uh, that propelled me on the journey of exploring the depths of the human mind. But that's actually not what happened. What that that experience you know, sat in the background of my, you know, my, my brain. And when I, you know, years and years later, I'm so I'm fast forwarding quite a bit, but years and years later, when I realized at the same time that my employer realized that I was not a real good fit for corporate America, um, I decided to go out on my own. And I, at the time I was reading a lot of newsletters from uh, marketing experts such as Dan Kennedy and Perry Marshall. And so this world of direct response marketing started to overlap on this college course that I had taken. And I realized, you know, I, I started to learn about this thing called copywriting. And, um, and so I started to really look for opportunities to expand my skills and um, started, started a business back then. I did a, a lot of things, you know, if I had it to do over again, there's so many things that I would have done differently, but I, you know, it was a successful business and it actually introduced me to the power of a deadline. So I'll tell you that story real quick. So basically when I, when I left corporate America, I started to, I, I got back into programming because it's something that I had had been fascinated with in around ninth grade. And so I got back into programming and I had this idea for this website that I was going to build that was going to be basically a job, uh, job board for the healthcare industry. And so I started to build this and it's the type of thing that, you know, I, I didn't know how to do. And so I, I, I bought some code off of a, a website for 70 bucks. The code didn't work. And so then I had to go and figure out why it didn't work. So I bought a thick book on PHP and I sat there and went through page by page by page trying to teach myself how to, how to write the code. After about a year of, you know, working on the website and the coding because I got it to work and basically providing this service for free for a year, my wife came to me and we didn't have kids at the time. But she said, look, babe, I love you. You know, I totally support you. But at some point, you're going to have to pull the trigger and find out if this is just a hobby or if this is the real deal. And I said, uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. So I, what I did was I created what will later become, you know, a product launch. So I didn't, no one had taught me, here's how you do a launch. First, you send this email, et cetera, et cetera. But what I did was I, I, I essentially just figured out, okay, I'm going to send, send out a series of emails that tell people um, we're switching from free to now it's going to be paid. And there's a deadline to sign up for the charter, you know, pricing point. 
And so when I, when I started sending out the emails, I got one or two people who put in their credit card, which was great, but it wasn't anywhere near the number of clients that I was going to need for this to be a sustainable business. I needed about 10 clients. And as I started sending out more emails over this week that I was doing this launch, nothing really else was was happening. The emails just felt like they were going out into nowhere. But I, th- I thought, okay, I'm just going to continue. If, if I have to close this thing down, I'll close it down. So on the last day, I sent out the email saying, look, this is the last day. If you haven't signed up by the end of today, your access is going to be terminated. And on that day, over $20,000 of revenue came in, which for me at the time was just a tremendous amount of money. That's almost more than I made my previous year working at corporate America in a sales job. So, you know, for me, that was that was a, that was a lesson that really also reverberated through, you know, through my career going forward, you know, it was, it made a big impression on me, the power of a deadline. Cause basically what had been happening was that there were so many people who were using the website, but they, you know, they were interested. They, they, they wanted to use it. A lot of the people had to go and ask their boss for the corporate credit card in order to, to, to pay. But it wasn't until that deadline came up that, um, that they actually took action. And so that was, that was my first real face-to-face introduction to the power uh, the deadline to really spur people who are interested in your message to take action. Well, 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 that's an interesting mouthful right there. And I think I want to delve a little deeper into the whole aspect of creating urgency. How do you create that urgency without, because sometimes even as an entrepreneur myself, I'm like, okay, if I, if I, what if I say, give them a week and, and instead of two weeks, three weeks and nobody responds, right? You're, you, you are plagued with that. So talk to us about creating urgency and how to do it effectively. So do you want to talk, I mean, there's so many directions we could go. Do you want to talk about that in a, in a live launch or in an evergreen that help, help me understand? Okay. So let's do, let's, let's do like a product launch, for example. Sure. Okay. Well, there are, there, there's no hard and fast rule that says the best length of time is this many days. But what I've seen over the years is that as you know, there's more and more noise in the marketplace, and there's you know more things competing for people's attention. In general, the amount of time that you want to be running your launch for has has definitely dramatically reduced. It's 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 been reduced down to typically in the neighborhood of a few days, like you know, it could be four days, five days, to maybe ten days on the outset. Now, as soon as I mention that observation certainly people are going to be able to point to exceptions to that observation. But in general, you know, you would want your launch to be somewhere in the range of, you know, five to nine days is what I would say. And so that, that's enough time for you to for you to educate your audience to develop no like, and trust if you don't have that already. If, if they're not all warm subscribers, people who have bought from you before, you're probably going to have to d- d- demonstrate authority on the, on the topic matter, develop no like and trust, really speak to the, the pain points that they have. And so there's, there's a certain amount of time that you're going to need to be able to communicate this and then also have interactions with, with your audience, which is a key component of doing launches most of the time. And then you're going to have a deadline. I mean, that's one of the key components of a product launch is that it's very, very natural for this to lead into a deadline. Everyone understands this. Everyone ever expects it. Um, you know, so the, the basic concept is this is either the first time that this product or course or service is being offered. And so there's a special deal. Um, and, 
at the, you know, if, if you're interested, jump in. But then there's a, a point where we're going to close this down and really try to just turn our focus from getting people in to making sure that the people who are in are getting the most attention. And so it's a very, 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 very logical and easy story to, to, to construct. And by story, I don't mean fiction. I mean, it's just a message. So it's a very, very easy message to get across that people understand very, very easily. So, you know, the, the, what people will see during the course of that launch is that if you have built up, built up anticipation for this, so if you already have uh, a list of subscribers, whether it's a small list or a big list, doesn't matter. If you have anticipation built up, what's going to happen is as soon as you say, okay, it's open, people are going to, you know, some, some portion of people are going to rush in and buy. And so you'll see a jump in sales. So from zero sales the day before to, you know, some, some number, but then it's going to, to, to die off and reduce down over the coming days. And then what will happen is in the last 24 hours before your deadline, if you're, if you're communicating with your audience correctly, then what you'll see is the largest day of sales will be that last final day before the deadline because there are so many people who have been watching your videos, attending your webinars and clicking on your emails and going to your, your the pages on your site and really interacting with this experience, but they just haven't pulled the trigger yet. As human beings, we procrastinate. As human beings, you know, we're conflicted and we're weighing our options of pros and cons and we're really having this internal struggle. We want what it is that you're offering. We see the excitement, we see the hope, we see the possibility, but there's just something holding us back. And then there's a point where you have to make a decision. Like with all of this, conf you know, conflicted, you know, turmoil going inside in, inside of you, it's do or die time. Like you're either in or you're out. And if you don't jump in now, either you'll, you know, maybe this will never be offered again, or you might have to wait six months or a year. And so people have to make a choice. And it's when they have to make that choice that the people who for whom your message has been resonating, they finally have to make a decision and you have a significant number of people getting off the fence and making that choice. And so that's really the importance of having that deadline. Now, one of the things that I always like to mention is that having a deadline, whether it's a product launch or whether it's an evergreen offer, having a deadline is not going to fix fundamental flaws in your messaging or if there's a completely poor fit between what it is that you're offering and what people want. So if your messaging is off or if you're launching a product that no one wants, having a deadline isn't going to fix it. It's sort of like putting fuel in a car that's up on blocks with no tires. I mean, it's still not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter what type of fuel you put in the, in the car. It's not going to go any faster. It's on blocks. So um, you, you really need to make sure. So a, what a what a deadline will do, especially for um, for an evergreen offer where people can come in all the time, is that if you're doing it correctly, it will magnify what you're already doing. So if you're already getting results with an offer to say a sales page or to a webinar or to something like that, having a deadline on having a special offer and having a deadline and making sure that it's authentic is going to magnify those results. But if you're getting absolutely crickets, then I would say, don't worry about the deadline. You need to go back and figure out what it is about your messaging or your value proposition or your market that you have overlooked and you've missed. Interesting. No, you talked about deadline and of course your company's deadline funnel. I'd like, like you to share a little bit about that and how it is that you've been helping uh, your clients. So, yeah. Um, 
Several years ago, I was I was working with a guy named Perry Marshall. He, you mentioned the 80-20 sales and marketing book. So he's a business author. He's got several of them, The Ultimate Guide to Google AdWords, Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising, the 80-20 sales and marketing. So um, he's, he's one of the original guys um, who was writing newsletters about marketing and direct response copywriting when I first left corporate America. So he's been around quite a long time. And I had an opportunity to go work on his team. I had already started my own business, but I put all that on hold to go work on his team. And I was working with him for a few years, but still doing some some entrepreneurial things on the side with, with some, some courses that I had created. And one of the things that that he's a big believer in, and so because I you know was working on his team and I've been following his stuff for so long, I also believed in was the power of generating leads and not trying to sell them something right away, but developing that know, like, and trust. And the, and the idea was that you bring someone onto your email list and then you send them, you know, if you, if you communicate them with them in the right way, you, you could have a client for life. You know, you, you're going to get a lot more, uh, a lot more sales turn a lot more people from, uh, from first time from strangers into clients than if you just sent them directly to your sales page. And that may sound obvious now, but back when, you know, you, you roll back the clock 10 years and that wasn't so obvious. A lot of people were just buying very, very cheap traffic off of, off of Google and the other ways that you could buy traffic, and they're just sending it directly to a sales page, and they didn't want to spend the time and the energy to build build a subscriber list. So, with that context in mind, you know, I went back to okay, what did I learn back, and you know, what did I learn from Cialdini, and what are the the, the principles of persuasion that are going to um, help someone, you know, to to help the business owner really motivate someone to take action. And so I started to look at them, and one of the most powerful ones talked about in the book was what Cialdini called scarcity and urgency. Well, I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a way to be able to do this in the in this in the course of an email sequence that was not lying? So in other words, it was automated, but it truly was that once they got to say day seven of that email, and the in the in the emails on day seven were saying, "Hey, listen, today's the last day for you to grab the special offer. We're making this offer because uh, you just joined the email list, and you know if you're interested in this, we've added in an extra bonus, let's say." Um, and so. What if we could make that deadline tied to the person's, you know, activity in terms of when they join the list and make it a real deadline? That would be incredibly powerful. And so that was my theory. And so I just figured someone has created this already. And so I went around looking, you know, I did searches for several days looking for it. And I I didn't find anything that came anywhere close to this. There certainly were people who had created countdown timers, but it was just little silly WordPress plugins that you could put on a page and it would count down to zero and then it would restart. Well, I didn't want to lie. I I wanted this to be completely authentic. I wanted it to be tied to the pacing and the sequence of the email sequence. And so I decided, well, um, I guess I'll create it. And so that's how Deadline Funnel was born. It was born out of the need of wanting to be able to use this principle of scarcity and urgency and its ability to motivate people who are interested in what your messaging says to take action and to stop delaying and stop procrastinating, but to do it in a way that was not lying. It was completely authentic. So some people have a tough time conceptualizing, wait a second, if it's automated, how could it be authentic? And, and what, it, it is authentic because if, you're, if what you're saying, if, if what your automated messaging says is in fact what plays out in reality, 
then the, the fact that it's automated, you know, doesn't doesn't detract from its its authenticness, its 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 reality. So 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 that's what I created. I created Deadline Funnel to for that purpose, primarily for myself first. But then I thought, I wonder if anyone else has the same issue. I wonder if anyone else would be interested in this. And um, and that's you know, there's there's a there's a huge leap in um, in complexity when you take a software that you've built for your own stuff. And then try to make it available for other people to just show up and, and start using it um, and to make it easy for someone to do. Um, and so it took a little while to uh, to get it to that point. I started to hire on additional developers and so forth. Uh, but that's how Dublin Funnel was born. Yes. And clearly, Jack, you are so passionate about what you do and how you're helping clients. And I, I like that a lot. At this point in our conversation, I'm just going to ask you to just wrap up on the topic, the final thoughts, the psychology behind creating urgency to convert customers authentically, because that part of it is important authentically. Yeah. I, so uh, on, on the emphasis of the authentic part, it's, you know, no matter what you what what topic we're discussing in terms of marketing and messaging, your everything that you do is either adding to your trust and credibility with your audience or it's detracting. And you have to, I really believe that you're going to have long-term success if you take a long-term vision and approach with your business. You know, there's things that you can do in the short run that would get you the sale that are, are, is going to hurt you in the long run. And you don't, you don't want to, like in my opinion, in my philosophy, you don't want to do that because gone are the days where you can just sell one thing and have that be your entire business. You know, the, the real benefit, not just monetary benefit, but also in the ability to change the lives of your audience comes in the form of having that trust and that relationship with your audience, regardless of, of you know, what niche you're in. You know, we, we have we help clients who are in all sorts of unique and wonderful niches that I that I would never have thought of uh, until I, I saw them sign up for our service and we looked at their website. You know, but it could be someone who, you know, helps someone. We we one of our best one of our best clients helps uh, yoga instructors go from a physical studio location to having their own online school. And she was doing this pre-COVID and then her business just absolutely, I think it quadrupled or 10x during during COVID. But you know, all sorts of strange and interesting niches. So whatever your audience is, you, th- your ability to change their lives and for you to have a sustainable growing business that scales and also nurtures, you know, your needs and your wants and your dreams and your, your family's uh, revenue goals, uh, that's really going to require having that long-term approach. So it, it just fo- follows from that, that you want to be telling the truth everywhere. I mean, forget forget the moral reasons why you want to tell the truth. I mean, just from a business perspective, you want to be telling the truth. So there's a lot of reasons why you want to be authentic. So um, I truly believe that a an, one of the key fundamental components of a powerful offer is a deadline. Because if you have an offer without a deadline, I really believe that you don't have a special offer. If someone can get it all the time, then there's nothing special about it. So I am a big believer in having a special offer of some kind that could be extra bonuses, that could be a discount, it could be a combo. There's all sorts of different ways that you can tweak and change an offer, put a deadline on it, and make it authentic. 
The challenge with that in the real world is that with so many devices that we're using, you know, your your audience is reading some of your emails on their laptop, some on their desktop, some on their iPhone, some on their iPad, et cetera, et cetera, from all sorts of different locations. And so you need a technology stack that is going to keep that deadline accurate from device to device to device. And that's what Deadline Funnel does. And so we track five different components of, uh, you know, to make sure that your your subscribers are seeing the exact correct deadline and amount of time, no matter what device they're on, no matter where they are. So that's what we do. If you if you if any of that resonates with you, then we have a free trial at our website, which you can access at deadlinefunnel.com. And my team is amazing. They're here to answer your questions. And no matter what platforms for web page builders or you know shopping cart builders or email platforms. Our team can help you get it integrated with your systems so that you can have all of these different pieces of your marketing stack working together so that your subscribers are seeing a special offer and there's a real legitimate deadline attached to it. Awesome. And finally, in addition to your website, how might our community get in touch with you, Jack? I would say that you're really the best way is deadlinefunnel.com. I do have another personal website. If you're curious about my background and some of the other things that I've worked on and some of the testimonials and things that people have said about me, you can go to jackborn.com. That's J-A-C-K-B-O-R-N.com. The born is, is, is not spelled like born identity. It's just B-O-R-N.com. So you can go there and check that out. There's, there's not, a, it's just a one page website, but if, if you're interested to see a little bit of my backstory, that's there. But I would say if the main place to reach out to me is DubliningFunnel.com. Okay, thank you so much, Jack Bourne. It's been my pleasure to have you. You're passionate about what you do, and you're very insightful as well, sharing your knowledge, your experience, the expertise with us. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience. And thank you, my community, for tuning in to this amazing episode with Jack Bourne. As we talked about, we, we talked about the psychology behind creating urgency to convert customers authentically. I trust that you found something pretty useful. But I know also, let me backtrack a bit, because I know that Jack had mentioned to me prior to coming on that he has some giveaway for us. So maybe it's time for him to, to mention that. So let me backtrack a bit. Sure. So we've got a training course that teaches you how to how to create the emails for an evergreen email sequence. So if you've never built uh, an email sequence and you want to know some of the best practices for doing that, or maybe you already have one, but you want to make sure that you're using those best practices. Maybe you're looking for one or two ideas that can really take it up a level. Then you can go to our website to deadlinefunnel.com forward slash email training and uh, there's a free course that you can sign up for called the stepping stone email sequence we've got a lot of rave reviews about it so um, sign up for it and you'll get access to lots of downloads and video training all for free and it will show you how to set up your own evergreen email sequence okay sounds good to me and i know it sounds good to my community as well all right, so let me continue and pick up from where I was prior and I was saying thanks to my community for this episode, for tuning into this episode with Jack Bourne. And of course, you know that you can connect with me outside of this particular episode. Go to henikawatkesporter.com and send me a WhatsApp message that comes directly to my phone and I will respond to you. I will engage with you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. 
Now, this week's point of hope, learn to generously share what you have with those who ask for help and don't close your heart to the one who comes to borrow from you. Matthew 5, verse 42. What good? We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.